Hey guys, welcome to Soberish. I'm not going to shut the fuck up about manifesting for a little bit. I think we are in a crucial time of learning how to create reality. And therefore, I'm just not going to shut up about it. You are already creating reality. There's a way that we look at these things and word them. I'm going to go through some like bullet-pointed shit here. So some some notes that are not in order like they should be. So get your pens and, and whatever the fuck you write on. Napkins out and let's talk manifestation. So number one, you are manifesting. You are always manifesting. You are a creative being. You've been manifesting your entire life. You don't have to learn how to manifest. You have to figure out how you are manifesting things you don't want and how to start manifesting things you do want. We have been programmed to create a world that we don't like. So this is about expanding your ability to create the things that you do want by overcoming the programming that has convinced you to create things that you don't want. I already hate this. This was going to be so much better in my head. Okay, so first, number one, a disclaimer. This is a podcast episode about manifestation. This is not a podcast episode about trauma clearing. These are two different things. These are two different phases. Okay, when I talk about like the spiral of downloading and integrating, these are all different things. And one thing that we have to get away from if we want to start playing in these higher vibrational realities is this good, bad, right, wrong. Is it this or that? It's not. It's this and that, okay? So the things I'm going to tell you about manifestation are great for manifesting reality. These are not the answers to your trauma, okay? So what we do in the spiritual community is we hear something that is true about manifesting. Like, I'm going to talk a little bit about how your stories affect things, okay? So we all have stories, and, and within the manifestations, we reenact stories. So we attract certain experiences to ourselves over and over and over again. Um, this is my story. Is not, That's just a platitude that you throw at not wanting to heal your trauma, okay? So these two... These two things can exist at the same time. This can be a great solution to figuring out manifesting and a terrible answer when your friend is trying to process their trauma. Okay, so that is my disclaimer there. I'll get in more uh, to that in a minute about what this means. Some of this is also a repeat of things I've said other places, but I thought it might be good to just have a 100% manifestation episode. And, um, you know, I would like to make this video also, but I've learned that, you know... I don't really like making things on video. All right. So this is in no particular order. I did try to write them out in order and I, it never works that way. So number one, accept that you're never going to get the thing that you want. Now I know that sounds counterintuitive because, um, we've been taught that manifesting is all this positive bullshit. So manifestation is a combination of the positive and negative outcome because you're literally building the structure of a reality. All of this over-the-top positive stuff is going to get you nothing. Attachment to the outcome is going to get you nothing. 
accepting that you're never going to get what you want eliminates that attachment, that over-attachment, because that over-attachment is a pushing energy and accepting that you're never going to get it, just like accepting the thing that you're afraid of. I feel like a broken record right now about the apocalypse, which apocalypse means unveiling, by the way. doesn't mean I'm not saying Armageddon, I'm saying apocalypse. Um, when I talk about buy a bag of rice and have some bottled water or whatever, just in case there's a food shortage. Why? Because everyone is talking about a food shortage. So we might see that. We create. We are creating reality. So if a bunch of a bunch of the timeline has their perception pointed at that, we might experience it. I'm not pointing my fear at that. I believe that everything we experience is what we are supposed to experience. I believe that if we lose something, it's so that we can realize that we don't need it. I'm not pointing fear at that. I bought a bag of rice. If we run out of food, I have the bag of rice. While I, while I eat the bag of rice, I will figure out what kind of plants I can be sustained off of. And I will just assume that we are getting uh, an adjustment to the way the collective does food. Anything that collapses right now is supposed to collapse, and it's fine. We're going to be fine. Accepting it ahead of time is a brilliant way. It's, a, it's also a way to not have your attachment system fuck up your relationships. What if he's going to leave? What if he's going to leave? What if he's going to leave? What if he doesn't like me? What if she doesn't like me? What if she doesn't want me here? What if, you know how to fix that? Go, what if he does leave? And play that tape forward. I've had to do this for so many things in my life. What if my kids don't live? Like, like what if I outlive my kids? What if I have to wash my kids? Out? So it's a, okay. Play that tape forward. We recoil from that shit, but when we recoil from playing the tape forward, we just get pummeled by the fear. It's that anticipatory grief is a nightmare. When you're actually faced with the problem, you go, oh, okay, that'll suck, but I'll get through it. We do something similar when we are trying to manifest something. You, I call it, there's want, there's needs, and there's have to, right? So I know you guys are probably wish I would get a new analogy, but it's the best one, and it's pretty applicable to a lot of people right now. So you talk to a friend, and they're like, I want, a, this is already all over the place, obviously. They're like, I want a new apartment. And I'll say, okay, cool, why don't you get a new apartment? And they're like, I will when I have extra money. Oh, the fantasy extra money. And I'm like, well, how are you going to get extra money? And they're like, I don't know. Or, you know, they'll even say I can't because I don't have any extra money. That's what I call the want. That's fantasy land. They never do anything with that. You can't create that. You can want, you can want for the rest of your life because you don't even really want it because you're doing absolutely nothing, not pointing your perception at it. Sometimes people complain that they can't have it. Complaining that you can't have it and accepting that you can't have it are two completely different things, two completely different energies. I'll get back into that in a second. The other thing that people do is they need it. They need it. They've, their, they've convinced themselves that if I just had this, I would be happy. If I just had this, I just need this, and then I'll stop freaking out. I just need this. I need, uh, uh. Relationships is where you see a ton of this. I just want a relationship. I want a relationship. I want a relationship. Why doesn't anyone love me? Why can't I have anyone that loves me? So that's complaining about the thing that you don't have. That's different than accepting accepting that you don't have it says, I'll be single for the rest of my life. It's fine. 
I've accepted that I may never find a partner and like I'm and like truly at peace with it. And I can tell you as someone who has tried to get to that place, it's, it's hard. But once you get to that place, there's non-attachment. Attachment is a pushing energy. Have you ever gotten overly attached to your partner and they, they get distant? It's because that's a pushing energy. You feel like you're trying to pull it close to you, but you're actually pushing it away. And manifestation, especially when you're learning it, it's a dance. It's a, magne- it's a dance of magnetics. And there has to be the perfect amount of tension, which we're actually going to get into next week. So when you need it or when you have convinced yourself that it will make you happy, you're often pushing it away. You're putting way too much fucking pressure on it. And it, it doesn't it doesn't come like um, manifestation is largely a feminine. There's a masculine version of it, but there's a feminine version of it. I'm not talking about gender at all right here. I'm talking about feminine is like a receptive energy. It like allows things to come to it. Masculine's a pushing energy. A lot of times we, the things that should be coming to us that we're allowing to come, we're instead trying to engulf it. It just pushes it away. The have to is the perfect energy to create. Have to, not to be mistaken with need. Okay, because have to seems like, oh, maybe that's pushing. Have to is what happens when you take the same person who wants a new apartment and have their landlord sell the building. And they're like, you have 60 days to be out. Now, that exact same friend will find the extra money. They'll just find the extra money to move out. They're, they're, an entire world will suddenly open to them where they where they will figure the money thing out. And it could be, you know, so it depends on the person, what they figure out what it is. They either manifest it, they pull some money out of their 401k, they get it from their parents, you know. But lots of people just, uh, oh, I'm going to put these two paychecks together. Like, whatever. They'll find the way to get the thing that they want when they have no choice. Have no choice is not the same thing as need. It kind of is like a get to business. So one trick for manifesting is take the shit out of the fantasy land and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to move this thing forward. I have to. I don't have a choice. Have to's are interesting because you can hear people's have to's have been programmed by their parents often. So people are like, well, I have to go to college to make money. And it's like, that's what you will think. I talked to someone the other day who's parent programmed them that they had to like marry rich in order to be financially successful and you're until you change your have to's your reality will reflect that your parents take on money is a big fucking deal it's a good it's a great thing to get into and explore when you're exploring your own poverty programming because here's something that's very important completely out of order once again abundance is Abundance is. The entire process of learning how to hack abundance is about your programming. That's it. It's about your programming. Imagine abundance not to be mistaken with wealth. I don't agree with wealth. Wealth is the accum- like accumulation of abundance and the hoarding of it. I don't enjoy that. 
um, as an energy at all. So I'm not talking about that. Abundance is being able to reach out your hand and have whatever it is that you need. It is being able to live a life where you don't have to worry about whether or not your electric's going to get turned off, where if you wanted to go visit a family member, you didn't have to save up for six months. You could just go do what you wanted to do. If you hated your job and you wanted to move to a different job, you could do this while knowing your needs are met. Abundance is the natural state of the game. There is no lack. There is no scarcity. However, someone, something, some energy convinced us all in childhood that this game was about survival. And so now we are all programmed that that is the finish line rather than that is the natural state of being. So what we are trying to do here around a financial abundance, there's other abundance, forms of abundance, is trying to overcome our own programming that keeps us from creating the things that we want. We currently are creating mostly things that don't benefit us. Okay, so here's one. I feel like I just did a second of each of these. So here's one, how to make something a have to. I feel like I've done a tiny bit of all of these in podcasts, but like I said, just whatever the fuck, who cares? Um, here's one. People make questions into statements because they want to shut down their own abundance hacking. Here's an example of that. How will we pay for this? How would I pay for that? That's not a question that is like that wants an answer. That's a statement. It's a way to just quit trying. They, um, the example I use is of someone who's like, I, I want to help animals, but you can't get paid doing that. I have to work a job I hate to make money. I can't be an artist and make money. These are things that people believe, mostly probably because of their parents or past failures. And the question actually is, or first it's a statement. I'm going to make money doing art, period. How do I do it? Question mark. So you're, you've made the decision that you're doing the thing, and now you are going to figure out how to do it. A lot of times we say, how would we pay for that? And it's because we don't think it's possible. Everything is available to you on the internet. I personally believe that the internet changes according to the timeline you're on. And that if you get onto the internet and say, I'm going to figure out how to make money rescuing animals, and you don't stop until you figure out how to rescue, make money rescuing animals, you're going to figure out a way to make money rescuing animals. I don't think that the internet is one solid thing. I think that the internet is a tool in this game that provides you with whatever it is that you need. Literally anything you want, like within this video game, you say, I'm going to figure out a way to buy a piece of land with $10,000 and you don't get off the internet until you find it. I never have medical insurance. I think it's a scam. It's always uh, really expensive at the kind of jobs that my husband and I would have. And I mostly do holistic health. I'm not anti-Western medicine, but I am anti-giving you $1,000 a month for something I don't really use. And what I found without medical insurance is that there is a program for every fucking thing you need. So at one point I needed a colonoscopy, uh, would have been thousands of dollars. And I found this place that, you know, it's just like, they're like, Hey, these are colonoscopies for people who don't have insurance, but that's because like, I'm looking for that. I just assume that that exists. So I go find it every time I need it. Every single thing for years and years and years. I just used that instead of medical insurance. And everything like that exists on the internet because this is a video game 
And none of these things are solid. Everything you know about how this thing works is shit that other people fucking told you. You can just change the parameters of the game. All right, so statement then question, not a fake question as a statement. Does that make sense? So um, I don't have insurance. How am I going to pay for a colonoscopy? Wrong fucking thing. I need to pay for a colonoscopy for... I need to get a colonoscopy for cheap. How do I do it? And not how do I do it, like how do I do it like, like as if I'm Googling, I'm looking for a YouTube tutorial video. Not with this skepticism. This is this other thing we do. We want to prove manifestation wrong. There is a part of you that believes that you can't be free. There's a part of you that believes that like honestly doesn't want you to get free. And it does this thing where it's like, like one, like I do this with people sometimes when I teach them how to do the cups or I teach them how to manifest, I can feel like they can't wait for this to fail so they can come back and tell me that the matrix works different for them. It doesn't work different for you. I can tell, I can explain to anyone how to get out of the matrix, but a bunch of you don't want out, not out of the matrix, but how to make the matrix work for you. We all have this part of us that wants to stay in. We identify with it. We don't want to take responsibility for every single thing we create. And so we love to prove that the circumstances are out of our hands. Now this is, I'm talking about manifesting here, okay? I'm not talking about ancestral wounding. I'm not talking about trauma. Those are something different that we, we, we take a different thing to. But in manifestation, the matrix gives things back to you. Exactly what you order is what it gives to you. You have been trained and programmed from birth, and also your trauma has been used to get you to put things, to order things from the matrix that are uh, to your own detriment. So imagine abundance is a waterfall, okay? And um, when I'm talking about abundance... And I don't want anybody clearing out their fucking retirement fund and then yelling at me later if this didn't work for you. But this is just how I see abundance. I was told abundance is water. Don't do anything with abundance that you wouldn't do with water. Now, if if abundance is a river running past you, then every time you needed something from it, you would just stick your cup in it and then pull it out. And the thing that we're hacking is our belief that we have the right to go down and take from that. Now, if abundance is a river, it's weird, right? It's weird to go fill up a cup from this river that's just running forever and hoard it. Or to walk by with your two full cups and see other people with, with who haven't figured out how to get to the river yet, but they're like, they don't have any water. I guess you can't drink river water. Whatever. It's a miracle freshwater river. These metaphors, man, since the, since the tick bite. Jesus Christ. Hoarding money is insane, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Tapping into abundance and then like not helping people who haven't tapped into abundance is batshit to me. Tapping into abundance and then like saving it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I used to have people that are like, are you, did you start a retirement? It's like, no. You think this shit's going to be around when I'm ready to retire? Give me a fucking break. 
Uh, but also, like, if I saved $5,000 tomorrow just in case something happens, something would happen. My car would fucking break down. Like, I just, like, mm-mm. Abundance got me this money. Abundance will be what I use to uh, to help me if something goes bad. It's, like, such a weird... All of the things that we're taught about money are, like, everything I've learned about abundance is that everything we're taught is, like, it makes you fuck your money up. Save it. Be frugal. The word frugal makes my stomach turn. The word frugal disgusts me. What a brilliant way to make it seem moral to create lack for yourself. Gross. Do all the people with piles of money, you see them being fucking frugal? Give me a break. They are hoarding it, but wealth is not the same thing as abundance. Abundance is just the natural state of everything on this plane. It really is. It's a, it's 100% a trick to make you think that you can't have abundance or that it's elusive. It is elusive until you like do it a couple of times. And then you're like, oh, this is fucking nothing. I can just like bl- click my heels together and have it. But there's a whole bunch of your programming standing in the way. So that's what we're going to work through right now. Number one, you're not being virtuous for being poor. I don't know how much of this is in the soberish community, but um, you can hate capitalism or hate money hoarding or wealth or whatever the fuck they're doing without pushing money away. Okay, so first of all, you're not cooler or more virtuous because you're poor. Um, We can help people with with abundance like I can be poor so that I have like clout I guess with other poor people this was like this was a big thing that I did when I was young uh and I was like super raging against the machine and my mom was like you just hate money because you can't figure out how to make it and that's not why I hated it but that was also true like I couldn't figure out how to make it but I wasn't trying to make it You know, I was just like, no, I think that it's a disgusting system and you guys all fucking suck for participating in it. But then at some point I realized, like, I'm not helping anyone, first of all. Second of all, people who have money have to say that this is a bullshit system. Otherwise, it just it perpetuates this because you're not you haven't figured out how to make it. You know what I mean? People who have money have to say, yes, I've succeeded in this system and it sucks. It still sucks. It's wrong. You can't transmute things from outside the energy. I could have never transmuted codependency unless I was balls out codependent. We can't collapse this fucking system or turn it into something better for the whole when we are on the other side of it. We have like we can do so much more. Not only that, but like we could pull our resources and actually help people rather than just sitting around acting like we do, like we are uh, we're more moral because we don't have any money. So it's not a virtue to be poor. It is, I think, makes you a better person to have experienced it at some point. I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. But, you know, I just like a more well-rounded. Never mind. I'm gonna get in trouble with. <clears throat> anyway, let's stop being poor. Let's help each other. Um, I already did that part. Okay, so the thing I was saying about raging against the machine and money. I thought these were going to be cool bullet points like Interdependence Bill of Rights, but that's out the fucking window because I've had so much coffee and nettle. Um, we have to separate 
like the parasitic financial systems and like money. Okay, because money is just like trading goods for services. It's all very entropied. It's all very gross. We're all really just kind of hacking into it so that we can help change it. But when you're constantly talking about money like it's bad, like it's bad, like it's bad, the universe comes up to your table and whatever you believe and whatever you're paying attention to is what you order. So if you are constantly shitting on capitalism, which I know it sounds like I'm shitting on capitalism all the time because I am shitting on capitalism, but make sure you make some distinction between like money. Money just kind of is nothing. This system is trash. The way that it's used by people is trash, but like put money aside as something. Money is, is neither this nor that. It's some paper, okay, or it's a digital thing. Just make sure you're not pushing away the thing that you're trying to create. You know, it's the same thing with, like, men suck, men suck, men suck. Why can't I find a boyfriend? You know what I mean? These are energies. These are energies. They manifest in the 3D, but, like, pay attention to what it is that you are trying to create. All right. So, um, beliefs create reality, not thoughts. So, when I first, I remember when the, um, I already knew a little bit about like I knew the concept of manifesting reality from back when I first woke up but I couldn't really figure out how we did it and then the secret came out like kind of when I was like waking back up again after re-entering society and I remember being like this feels empty like I was really excited about the idea that they were talking about manifesting reality in the mainstream but it felt I don't know how to describe this thing I see when I see music. It's like how deep it is and like how deep it is is how true it is. I don't know. It felt um, like half an inch deep. And one of the things I don't like about it is it's all this positive stuff. It also kind of gives you the impression that every thought that crosses your mind is creating reality. It is not your thoughts. It is your beliefs. You have to be able to believe the reality that you're trying to get to you. And you can tell by the way that people manifest in the beginning that they, they don't believe what they're manifesting and so it doesn't create, okay? So most of your beliefs, hold, let me change that. A lot of your beliefs surrounding money are not your fault. Like they are not, they are your parents' shit. They are society shit. They're like based on what, you know, class you grew up in. It's largely, it's largely childhood. It's largely your parents' stuff. So I've been talking a little bit lately about how your parents, like when I was a kid, parents would talk as if leaving the fucking lights on or the, the thermostat a degree lower was going to bankrupt them. And once again, it's that moral thing of like teaching people to be frugal. They thought it was teaching us responsibility about money, but it just terrified us. It just made money seem like this com completely difficult thing to come by and survival is so elusive. And so we operate in the world as if that's true, where someone who was raised with just unlimited resources, whose parents never fucking talk to them like that, they just expect life to be like that. And therefore they create a life that is like that usually. So your beliefs are what's important. So this is another one that I think relationships are a great example. If you believe that love is difficult, if you believe that people will betray you, if you believe that people are mostly bad, like these beliefs will create your reality 
before um, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. Like that's a conscious thought. Like that's a conscious, most of the thoughts that you are having in your conscious mind, the real loud voices, the conscious mind is not where these things are being created. That is just like a really loud waiting room where a million aspects of yourself and everything around you are hanging out. Nothing of any substance gets created in that space. In the subconscious mind, and I don't actually know where, I feel like when I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting out of my, I'd have to think about that. My body though, it feels further in my body. But it's not your thoughts, okay? So you can have you can have quote unquote negative thoughts. The idea that negative thoughts fucks up your ability to create reality drives me nuts. Um, that's actually in here. Okay, so failure is a part of success. When you were trying to create a reality, and I'm gonna get we're gonna talk about tension next week. When you're trying to create a reality, the quote unquote successful version of it and the failure of it exist in the structure of the thing and a lot of people will tell you I went to manifest this thing and then I, it completely fell apart first I got the exact opposite but then I got it so something that I learned in my hacking of reality was that if I acknowledge the potential of failure I'm less likely to first experience the failure so this is like you try to manifest more money and then immediately your car needs $2,000 worth of work. Like that's the thing I'm talking about. I acknowledge, I would practice this when I was doing stand-up. I would go to get on stage and I would go, I, you know, I'd be sitting with a friend and i go, I'm probably going to bomb. I acknowledge the thing I'm afraid of. I accept the potential that I could bomb. So now I'm not attached to the outcome because being attached to the outcome fucks you up nine times out of ten. And I've already already invited that reality. Reality does not like to be looked at too hard. It does not like you to tell it exactly how it's going to play out. So a lot of times if you go, this is going to, this could blow up in my face. Reality goes, well, fuck, I'm not going to do that one now. Reality like does what you say, but like it doesn't like to be told how to do it. And so a lot of times when I acknowledge the failure, if I'm just like one step ahead and I'm like, here's all the ways it could go wrong and not in a way that's like, it's not my story. My story is not that it could go wrong. Self-deprecation and other things of that nature are great um, energy balancers. I wish more people got it when I did it because like a lot of people don't get my self-deprecating humor either. But it is a balancing of the energy. When you have every fucking uh, thing on the positive side, you're just asking for a negative experience. But when you're balanced in it and accepting the negative and the positive, the life and the death as an equal player in this, you have more positive outcomes. But even if the uh, outcome isn't positive, you've already accepted the failure. I feel some people not getting that. When you accept the failure, you release from the attachment. You can't, you can't order a reality and let it come to you while trying to control it at the same time. It's a, it's a game. It's a game. You put a reality into the matrix. The matrix feeds it back to you. And the matrix loves this kind of flowing, playful thing. It doesn't like being told what to do. It doesn't like you staring at it. 
and this sounds like I, I know that we have like negative connotations around the word matrix. I'm just talking about the actual computer software that doesn't give a flying fuck. The matrix is largely hijacked by people who want to make you create, I don't know, people, energies that want to make you create negative, unpleasant shit for yourself. When you just accept the negative, unpleasant shit as like, okay, that's part of reality, but I would rather experience this. Anyway, I feel like I just contradicted myself five times. Welcome to this and that. So, the universe, the matrix, whatever the fuck, earth, reality comes up to your table and it brings me, it brings you whatever you're paying attention to. Now, your attention is different than your thoughts. Your attention matters. How excited do you get about things that are, I don't even want to use any of these words are good or bad or whatever the fuck, but how much of your attention do you pay to things you don't like, you allege not to like? If you have a friend who's very supportive and has your back and you're having a good day with them, do you go home and talk about that? for an hour or are you far more likely to go home and talk about the coworker who bothers you for an hour when something happens in your life that's beautiful and nice do you talk about it or do you are you afraid you sound like you're bragging this is one thing I notice in this culture is like we don't let people talk about things they're grateful for we act like everything's bragging someone else's success is none of your sometimes it's bragging sometimes it's bragging But we also all feel ashamed of being like, here's this thing that I'm excited about. Here's this thing I accomplished. Here's this thing I'm happy about in like an open-hearted way that's not meant to make other people feel like shit. But man, we feel completely comfortable just going off about something we don't like. And I'm not talking about being positive or negative. I am saying, though, that if when the universe comes up to your table, you are like... My boss sucks. My boss sucks. My boss sucks. My boss sucks. The universe goes, all right, damn, you've had that three days in a row, but I guess, all right. The universe doesn't give a shit. Also, none of this shit cares. We have this, like, Christian view of everything where we think we can earn our way into things, and I've done so much work, why can't I have this thing? Or I've, uh, you know, I've done my my shadow work. The, The universe doesn't give a fuck. It's like, what do you want? I came to your table, and every time I came to your table, you were talking about how you don't have enough money. So I just brought you more of that experience. If that's not the experience that you want, why haven't you shut the fuck up about it? That's why they call it paying attention, because you're buying your reality with it. Like, you're just like, that's the exchange. I'm going to say this thing from uh, a book called ET101. Life-changing paragraph. The reality that you know is none other than an audiovisual demonstration of where your attention is. The universe assumes that your attention is on that which you desire and gladly provides you with more of the same. Had this dynamic been understood, you would never do anything as foolish as to declare a war on drugs unless, of course, you wanted to create more of them. I made that my voicemail in 2001, and uh, everyone hated it. They were so sick of it. It's very important. 
it also makes you think like, hmm, is this understood? Is this a conspiracy? I don't know. It doesn't really matter at this point. But what you are paying attention to is what you are creating. This is why wallowing in gratitude. It's kind of hard to wallow in gratitude right now without feeling like the other shoe's going to drop due to the uh, state of the... You should see me flailing with my headphones right now. What is happening? Okay, sorry about that. That was embarrassing. I'm glad nobody saw it. Wallowing in gratitude. I didn't write that down, but I should get into that a little bit. (coughs) If you have things in your life that you're happy about, talk about them. If you have things in your life, you know, surround yourself with people who have space for you to be having a good experience, but talk about them. Think about them. Pay attention to them. We all have a tendency to, like, disregard in our wounding. I'm not saying we all, but in our wounding, we, we can get really addicted to things that we don't like. So I, when I um, had tick dementia and had stumbled into a, you know, kind of dramatic experience, I was paying way too much attention to it. I kind of had to. This is kind of an, a process that needed to happen. But by the end, I was like, oh, I don't even have space for anything but drama right now, I feel like. I, like... Uh, I'm just going to order a bunch of chaos for myself if I don't fucking knock this off. And then I recently had some like more chaos and I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is like, I did order some of this, you know, I did. I definitely was talking about this dumb shit every time the server came to the table. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to wallowing for things wallowing in gratitude for things I'm grateful for and just kind of wait for this cycle to, um, you know, empty out. All right. So there's that. Stop applying Christian shit. You can't earn abundance. It just is. All of that shit was taught to you by religion and a society built on the same dumb fuck virtues as that fucking stupid religion. Uh, I'm going to get excommunicated from several old friendships. Um, Shame and guilt will show up when you're trying to create reality. Low self-worth. These are all things that like are in direct opposition of manifesting the reality that you want. That feels intentional to me. You know what I mean? You don't deserve this. Who are you think who are you to think that you deserve to have this life? Like you haven't done enough work for this. You're not productive enough for this. That's all worker bee virtues, man. Create reality, push that shit out. Create reality, push that shit out. Don't watch the pot. This is something that's come up several times because I know I told a lot of people to do the two cup method and now we are kind of in the um in the watching the pot version. So I am a huge fan of set it and forget it. Now, sometimes set it and forget it is difficult because we're trying to manifest something that has kind of a time limit on it. If you are trying to manifest something with a time limit on it, you need to give your masculine energy something to do because otherwise it will just harass you in the mental space. If you are trying to manifest rent for the first and it's the 15th, this is not set it and forget it. It is, um, I am going to make enough money for rent. How do I do it? That's how you create things with the masculine energy. Go out and get it. Everything exists. Go get it. If you were trying to manifest a new job for yourself and there isn't a time 
you know, then set that and forget it. Put it on the cups and let reality create it for you. But to say, like, I need to manifest rent, then you're just going to stare at the cups. So when you stare at reality and wait for it to do it, it doesn't do anything. When you've done this a few times, because this sounds like a lot, it is a lot, you've been cut off from how this thing works your entire life. So it, it is a lot. It eventually is a completely unconscious process. I can create anything. I can create fucking anything I want. I can create abundance in any situation. But even just last month, a few weeks ago, I suffered a, like a loss, like a, a, like a sudden end to a friendship. And uh, I was super hurt and I was scared. Like it was abandonment and I got like freaked out. And so I like contracted. Like all of a sudden everything, like my attachment system went full blast again. And I just like, I, I like contracted. And when we contract, we recoil in our energy. Like that ricochets out into everything. And I, because I felt so unsafe in that situation, I was like, oh my God, is everything going to fall apart? Am I not going to be able to afford this other? Am I not going to be able to help you? And right now my reality is like, trying to recover from doing that because my reality immediately like contracted and then once you take a hit and the hit usually came from within you came from a reaction then you look at reality and reality is currently reflecting scarcity or lack and we go oh my god is this what it's going to be forever and then it's like am I going to lose everything is he going to leave is you know like these are all just I'm just making shit up but um then we let reality tell us what is happening, which is not how it works. And then we just create more of that for ourselves. So it's a lot of like keeping still in the face of what appears to be. I've had a lot of experiences where reality's like, here's this nightmare scenario, especially loss, like financial loss, because I played this for so long. It took me so long to hack it that when I take financial loss, I just go, okay. And I just have to, like, just do something. Like, I just, all right. I have to completely accept it. When I was having those dreams last year about death, and they, I was being, like, coached through these deaths. And it was like, I'm driving, and then the car goes off the cliff. And then there's, like, a coach in the seat next to me and goes, go into it, go into it, go into it. It was just telling me to let my body go limp. It's kind of the same thing with manifesting reality. Like reality every once in a while will kind of check you. I think that also comes from within us, but it'll kind of check you and be like, your worst nightmare is happening. You want to freak out? And you just go like, nah, I don't want I don't want it. I don't want my worst nightmare. I don't want another avoidant partner. I don't want another not being able to pay my rent. I'm bored. I'm bored with this story. Boredom doesn't create shit. You don't create anything out of boredom. It's like when you're exhilarated. Unfortunately, we're mostly exhilarated with our own drama. So that brings me to the part I really want to get into. You got to get your stories in check. Okay? We have stories. If the exact same scenario keeps showing up to you at every single job, if the exact same partner keeps showing up in different avatars, if your friends always take the exact same route, like anytime that you're like... And, and the attitude that we get in the situation is like, life's not fair. This is how the world works for me. And it's like, yeah, because it's your story. And we all have them. We all have our stories. And for me, um, and this is a place where we don't throw uh, platitudes from manifestation at people's, 
like this is for for us to take for ourselves. I know I'm literally telling you, but like I don't recommend throwing this stuff at your friends when they're trying to process their stories because when you're in your story, like you don't want to hear that it's your story. But for you personally, when you are trying to figure out how to manifest and when you are actually sick of your fucking story, heal the story. Because what stories are is this beautiful mechanism within us where we create our trauma over and over and over again so that we can heal it. That's it. It's beautiful. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's not because you're never going to find love. It's because you're trying to heal the wound so that you can accept love. That's it. There are not like just bad people out there and like only some people get good people and I get bad people. It's like, no, you came here to heal a wound. I, Elise, uh, did a astrology reading for me earlier and she, so like my, um, my Venus, which is love and my Chiron, which is wounding are in my seventh house of partnerships with Eris, which is the god of discord, goddess of discord. Um, it's a shit show, basically, but everything's about love for me. We were laughing earlier on the live because I'm like, listen, anything that happens in the apocalypse, we're going to be fine. If we run out of money, if the power grid goes down, if the internet goes down, we're going to survive no matter what could be literal walking dead. We'd be fine. And then it, then, then someone says something about Mars and retrograde. And I was like, Oh no, wait a second. That's in my seventh house. Do you think that I'm me and Mark are going to fight? Like that's my Achilles heel. That's it. It's just like, love and attachment it's it anything else I don't give a fuck you could cut my leg off and I would hop the rest of the way but it's like are you mad at me you know it's just uh it is my thing that's what I'm here to heal and so some of us are just here to heal this thing it is not a conspiracy to keep you from ever finding love it is just if a story keeps showing up and it's the same thing with money you might be here to hack abundance because abundance is so much more than money. It plays out in money like we're using money to do it. But it's it's, you know, it's self-worth. It's the belief that you deserve to have experiences. And if you keep having the same experience over and over again. So a story when it comes to money is um, every time I get. I'm trying to save up to do this thing. And every time I get this money in my bank account, something happens to my car or I get a parking ticket or whatever. So that's your story. If you're having the same experience over and over again, that is a story coming from within you. And once you know what the story is, once you have the same experience a few times, just say, okay, this has to be my story. Why is this my story? But it takes us really checking out of this kind of victim narrative uh, Again, once again, this is not about your trauma, um, but this is when it comes to manifestation. If you want the key, the key to manifestation, take credit for every single life experience. That doesn't mean it's your fault, but when you say, I am creating every single life experience I've ever had. Now, obviously, there's trauma stuff I don't want to argue about right now because that's a separate issue. But when you take credit for every single thing happening in your life and you only look at it through the lens of like, I am creating all of this, that's not victim blaming, put that, that's something else. This control panel comes up and you realize like, oh shit, there's buttons for all of this. If I take credit for all of it, because what happens, and I'm not talking about once 
trauma stuff and I feel like I hear somebody like that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that we are trained to believe that something is happening to us, that God is outside of us and life is happening to us. That's like generations upon generations upon generations upon generations of unconsciousness pumped into us. And when you perceive the external reality, including other people, as something other than you having an experience with you, it makes it to where you can't see how to change the game. Just try taking credit for everything in your life. If the exact same kind of friends keep showing up, because sometimes there's a one-off, like whatever, you just fucking someone's thing is their thing or whatever. But I, my experience is that my story is in every single one of my life experiences. That doesn't mean that the person who molested me, it's my fault. That just means like there's a part, you know, this experience like somewhere in here, it's not about fault. This is this all exists in a plane above blame and fault and shit. That's why you have to process your trauma elsewhere. But in the game of creating your own reality, we keep finding avoidant partners. We're trying to heal a wound about our avoidant parents probably. We're trying to find the reality that we are avoidant and we're chasing avoidant partners because we don't actually want intimacy and we don't actually want intimacy because we're not ready to actually be seen because we subconsciously believe we're bad something like that so when we stop saying this external reality of all these partners that don't want me is them and we start saying this is me reflecting out then we have the key to heal the trauma so we don't have to have this dumb fuck experience again Same thing with money. Most of us believe we don't deserve it. We've had all this like this really like bullshit programming about where you're not working hard enough. You're not smart enough. You're not whatever. That's for them. Them. They have that. We have this. They have that. We have this. We grew up in this kind of neighborhood. We didn't have money for the the cereal that came in boxes when we were kids. Therefore, money is too hard. You have all this fucking shit that you have to work out. And so, therefore, when you get a little bit of money, you push it right back out. Because you're creating all of it. You get a little bit of money, and you contract, and then you get the parking ticket. And that's not your fault. That's how the matrix works. So, it's learning to sit and have your needs met and not be afraid and not feel uncomfortable when you're not in a state of either getting money or losing money. Um, receiving is hard for a lot of us. Reading my own handwriting is extremely difficult. One of the greatest impediments to manifestation is that the person who is trying to tell you about manifestation cannot read her own fucking handwriting. It says stop dinkleage. I don't know what that means. All right. I think this is enough. I think I haven't shut the fuck up in 51 minutes. That's plenty. Um, stop trying to prove manifestation wrong. Get your stories in check. If you're seeing the exact same thing over and over again, take credit for it. Heal the wound. Create it. You don't want, don't want it. That's... that's that porridge is too hot. Don't need it. 
that porridge is too cold. That probably would have been better the other way around. The have to have it is just right. There is a difference between accepting failure and complaining about failure. Stories are a magical tool to heal your wounds. Shame and guilt will show up. Low self-worth. Do the trauma work. Do not watch the point. Oh, do not watch the pot. I don't know why I thought I would read these again. I couldn't read them the first time. All right, so here's other stuff that's happening. Imagination Project is up. Imagination Project is a website where it's got a network. It's got some forums. Uh, the forums include a forum where you can um, express a financial need. And people who have financial resources can help you out. I don't know if that's helped yet or not. I don't know where we're at. If you have financial resources, I highly recommend sharing them with people who don't. It's uh, a great way to stay in abundance. It's also a great way to be of service to people who are still struggling on lower timelines. Lower timelines is not a value judgment. It has absolutely nothing to do with your worth or your aptitude or anything else. It's just where you're identifying. What timeline are you identifying with right now? Lower timelines are not below us. It's just the lower dimensional because that's where they want to be at the moment. Um, other kind of forum stuff, I don't know if the forums are going to fizzle out, if they'll end up being great, whatever. It seemed like people were really confused about how to get to the Discord, and Facebook is, you know, sometimes beautiful, sometimes triggering. A lot of people don't have Facebook, so it was an idea. There's also groups there where you can collaborate with other people on musical projects, building communities, whatever. There's also directories there. You can go to the directories and find mental health professionals, as well as different kinds of healers. In addition to that, I have s been working on the uh, Awakening Orientation Department. It's kind of a ragtag group of healers and readers and mental health professionals who can help people kind of process awakening stuff in a uh, quick quick few services there's going to be a directory of just those specific healers and readers up soon and you can get full priced services from them and they're also volunteering some of their time and services to provide those things to people who have limited resources if you have limited resources and you need help you can apply for services. That has been a full-time job already, and so um, and a ton of people applied. So if you applied and haven't heard back yet, that's just because I'm working on it. It's a lot, and it's um, everyone's volunteering their time. So um, I changed my readings. I'm not doing tarot anymore. I am doing intuitive counseling. I just never wanted to say that because it just feels like so dorky life coachy bullshit but um if you want a general reading just get a half an hour please because i don't if you have nothing like a lot of people just are like whatever and which is fine it's fun but then we just end up bullshitting for a bunch of it i could do a general reading a half an hour save your money if you actually have like a problem you want to solve do intuitive counseling but i'm i'm now offering interdependence hacking and manifestation hacking like like coaching you know where we just get in depth to your situation and solve those problems and help you get that underway that's like where my passion is 
Um, and so that's what I'm offering now is those things. And those are all available on jessareed.com. You can also find the Patreon through jessareed.com. I am, uh, finally proud of the Patreon right now. I'm like, it was like new before I moved to Nashville and I was like, it was okay. I was kind of figuring out how it was going to be. And then I got bit by a tick and it sucked. It legitimately sucked. Thanks for everyone that hung out anyway. And now I'm like, I like it. I'm having fun. These, um, so it's two bonus episodes a month of Soberish. There's all the past bonus episodes are on there. Some of your favorite guests. I just did a fucking really fun one with Karen. And there's one with Lacey and uh, another guest on there. We've, um, yeah, they're good. The $10 tier is energy updates. I do some cards sometimes. But it's all like just all the downloads I've been getting. So we'll see after I'm out of this download energy. But they've been they've just been like fun fire for uh, since I got to Arizona. And then at the twenty dollar tier, we do like a lot, and these are like live streams. So we do a um, a live stream to talk about this week's episode. So it's a good place to be if you like listen to the podcast, and then you're always like, oh, I want to talk about this episode with the person who put it out, you know. Um, anyway, so that's jessereed.com forwards or sorry. Yeah. If you just go to jessereed.com, everything's on there. So there's like, you can just click a link to the readings, to the Patreon, to, um, everything else. And, uh, readings, I just, I don't want them booked out super far like they were before. Cause I never know what I'm doing. And then I have to move them all around. And so I update them in theory on Mondays and Thursdays, but in reality, I'm just updating them on kind of a rolling basis. So if you go there and they're blocked off, just check back in a day or two because I'm kind of opening them up whenever I know what the fuck I'm going to be doing next. Um, all right. I guess that's it. I'm going to try to get this out tonight. 